Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. assignment this day to speak into your life and to let you know about this love in the pandemic. Love in the pandemic. And our anchor scripture verses will come from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 beginning at verse 4. And we're going to be reading in the New Living Translation of the, ver- of the scripture. Amen. It says love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud, or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. I like that. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. I'm going to say that again. Love never gives up never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. You know, when you look in in the the time when Paul was writing uh, the letters of Corinth, um, church was new. And relationship was with God was new to the church of, of Corinth. And they were in a place of learning how to live without living in sin. And so Paul had to write to them, and Paul had to write these letters to them to let them know and give them practical instruction on how to live free from sin. And one of the greatest things that Paul wanted to share with them, Bishop, is love and how to love and how to make sure that you don't expect love to be one-sided. In this, in these scriptures that we just read, it's not a one-sided scripture. It happens on both sides of the fence because it's easy to tell someone what their issue is, but then it's hard to face your own. And so that's what Paul was telling them. He was letting them know that love is a two-way street. And so he began to write to them, Bishop, and he began to explain to them what love is and how love should behave. We'll be natural for just a moment. If you're wondering if you're in love with someone, read this scripture and see where the relationship fits in this category. And the beauty that I like about this passage is that it is constantly reinforcing the benefits and the power of love. And as I mentioned earlier, we're living in this pandemic where we're having to spend more time with each other. There's not the opportunity to go take a break or go shopping or go work out or having that me time. That me time has quickly become us time. Become we time. And, and, and that time must be honored and it must be understood because if the enemy can destroy or negatively impact 
the marriage relationship. Mm. If he can destroy or negatively impact the relationship of your family. If he can even get you to turn on yourself because you're dealing with loneliness and you're dealing with the challenges of life and you're just dealing with the, with the challenges of this pandemic. I believe the love that God defines through us, through his son Jesus and the writing of the Apostle Paul, you're going to find out that love in the pandemic is possible. First Lady, as I look at it, I like the way it starts off. It just simply says, love is patient and kind. Mm -hmm. And when I look at passages of scripture that speak so profoundly, it says to me that when we're in a challenged, challenged atmosphere, yes. it means that the enemy is causing us to be the opposite of what the passage says. Mm -hmm. The passage says love is patient and kind. Mm -hmm. So that must mean that the enemy is working for impatience and rude. And rude. That's so true. And you know, Bishop, not only does the enemy want to, it's not family that he's trying to destroy. It's not children. He's after the human being. That's right. And because he knows that God loved us so much, the Bible says he made us just a little lower than the angels. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Satan has been upset with God for so long. And so the one thing that he saw God put the most time into, the most energy into, was the human being. And the, if Satan can get the human being to stop loving itself and turn on itself and turn on God, then Satan knows that I've got you where I want you. So in those times when you feel impatient and in those times where you're being ruled, that's nothing but the enemy trying to affect you and your relationship with God and get you to turn on yourself. You know, First Lady, this, this patient dynamic and this kind dynamic of love, I, I find it so interesting how people can be the nicest and the most patient with others that don't count. The grocery store clerk. Yeah, you, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for my change. And then you get home and you're short with your children, you're short with your spouse, yes. because that's when you have to deal with the reality of life is the people who are connected to your life. Those people, and, 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 and you know, sometimes that's, that's, that's what what couples can experience that someone will sit one of the one of the spouses will sit and they'll notice how you're so kind to a clerk in the store how you're so kind to the gas station attendant your co-workers co -workers, <laughs> and then you get home and you turn into Neither this junkyard dog. I mean you just turn angry yes. and you sit there and, and if you don't watch it yes. the enemy will try to turn that thing and make you think that that person doesn't love you but when there is a pandemic in the land mm -hmm. that has a spirit attached to it, you've got to be so very careful. That's why it says love is patient and love is kind. You've got to make sure that love or the attributes of love are not being performed outside of your home, but they're being lived in your home. Love is not a performance, yes. but love is a sincere expression of the heart. And I 
want to challenge you. I want to talk to the men right now. My brother, I'm here to tell you today, man, your wife is the most precious gift that God could give you. Your children are the most precious gift that God can give you. And don't allow maybe bills to change that love. Don't allow the fact that you can't go and travel and move and have to be locked down together with so with each other so much. Don't let that change the love that you have for your spouse, the love that you have for your family. And watch this, the love that you have for yourself. Because First Lady said it best, this season wants to get us to turn on everything that God has put in our lives for us to love on. But the devil is a lie. There is an anointing for the patient dynamic of love and for the kind dynamic of love. Yes. We can do it. That's why the scripture is reminding us the importance of being kind and being patient. You, you know, Bishop, as you were talking, I want to remind every household that the people in the household with you are not your enemies. And if you're not careful, the enemy will have you treat those that God has put in your life, those that you prayed for, those that you asked God for, and God sent them to you. And if you're not careful, the enemy will have you treat them as if they're your enemy, and you will turn on them. As Bishop said, you will be nice to everyone else except for the people that are in your household. And you ask the question, why is it like that sometimes? Why does it get like that? People outside of your home, they have nothing invested. They don't nothing. count. Nothing invested. They're not paying bills with you. They're not struggling with you. They're not living with you. They're not there picking up behind you. I'm talking all sides of the fence. Husband, wife, children, everybody in the household, grandmama, everybody that's in the household. People are not living there with you, have to put up with your attitude, have to put up with your personality. And then here you are, these two strangers, although you might have known each other for a long time, you decided to get married. God brought you together. The wedding ceremony was nice. You walked down the aisle, everybody cheered, and you got home and you looked at each other and said, what and who have I pledged my life to? You know, First Lady, because if you look at the reality before this pandemic hit, mm -hmm. you got up 6 o'clock. 6.30, 7 o'clock in the exactly. morning. I know where you're going. And so then you were into your own world getting groomed. And then if you had children, getting them ready for school. Everybody went their own dropped way. Dropped the children off at school. Yes. They were in school six, seven hours. You went to work. You were at work and away from them eight or nine hours. Then you, you know, did what you did before you got home. And then you got home at dinner time. Then you were back together maybe for three hours. Then you were putting everybody to bed and then you get back up the same routine. Now you're spending time almost 24-7 and we're not conditioned to spend that much time but I believe this season of pandemic is going to result in a pandemic of a new level of family. A pandemic of a new of a new level of marital understanding and marital love. A pandemic of you falling in love with the gifts and the talents that God has given you to show you how to express some of your gifts and how to achieve some of your goals. There are some books that will be written. There are some plays that will be written. There will be some things that will positively come out of this time. So I am declaring and decreeing in your life 
that the pandemic that's going to break out is a pandemic to make you a better family, a pandemic to make you a better person, yes. a pandemic to create another level of love. And after we come out of this pandemic that's associated with COVID-19, I believe you're going to model to other people what it looks like to have a solid, loving marriage and a solid, loving family and be solid, productive individuals. And you know, Bishop, that takes us right to the next part of, of this verse. It says, love is not jealous yes, or boastful mm -hmm. or proud or rude. And, you know, Bishop, when people begin to elevate, when God begins to take you to the next level, it's so easy for jealousy to creep in. And I'm not talking about outside of your home. Husbands will become jealous of their spouse, of their wife. Wife will become jealous of their husband if it looks like one is reaching the goal that they had set. And sometimes one might have to push the other one, and then when it's their turn, the other one has to push you. Sometimes one might go first and the other one might go second. But you cannot be jealous of each other. You cannot be boastful. And then when God takes you there, you can't walk around the house and say, I've, I've reached my goal, but you haven't reached yours. So, so I'm making more money than you are. I'm bringing the most money into the household. That's not how love operates. When you're married, we're, we're speaking mostly to married couples, but when you are married, Bishop, everything goes in one pot and it's ours. It doesn't matter whose potatoes it was. It doesn't matter whose greens it was. They are all in the same pot together, and they're all cooking together to make this home the home of love that God ordained it to be from the very moment that you made your wedding vow. Which is why when we look at this passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, it goes on and says, and love does not demand its own way. Jesus. It's not irritable. And I like this next one. And it keeps no record of being wronged. Mm. And that's what we have to really guard in this season right now, that we don't keep records. Because when you keep records, you end up going tit for tat, trying to get back at each other instead of loving and embracing each other. And I know that the enemy is trying his best to put as many roadblocks and separators in between the marriage relationship, in between the family relationship. And there just comes a time, y'all, when we got to call it like it is and we've got to declare that the devil is a lie. We've got to embrace the beauty of our marriage, the beauty of our families, and the beauty of yourself as a single individual. And you've got to find scripture to combat the devil. And you've got to be just like Jesus when he was coming through the wilderness. He began to say, it for it is written. And you've got to begin to define your marriage by the scriptures. Define the wonder of your family by the scripture. Define the beauty of your singleness by the scripture. You and we, nobody can allow 
the enemy, Satan, to destroy what God has put together. The marriage vow says, what God has put together, let no man put asunder or no man to divide. And in this season, that man could mean man or woman living in the same in house the same with you. House. You can divide your own, own homes or whatever. You know, Bishop, this talks about how there's no record of being wrong. You know, ladies, come on, we, we can be honest for just a moment. You all know we can hold on to some things that happened 15 years ago, and and we wait 15 years later to bring it up in the right argument at First the right lady. time. And we, and we forget about it 15 minutes later, 15 minutes and y'all holding on to it 15. 15 years. <laughs> so, ladies, listen. Go get your record books and start erasing or tearing the pages out of your record books. Ask God, created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew the right spirit within me. You know, forgiveness is probably one of the greatest things that you can do on the face of this earth. When you forgive somebody, it takes weight off of you. That's Bishop, right. Bishop uh, preaches a sermon that I love so much. He talks about unforgiveness. And when you live and you don't forgive somebody, you are literally locked in prison. That person has you in prison. But when you forgive, first of all, God forgives you. But when you forgive someone, that weight will lift off of you and you will feel lighter, better. And, and some of the things that we're holding on to, it's not even worth holding on to. It's, it's better to let go so that God can go ahead and take you to that next level and so that you can go ahead and, and, and live in that atmosphere of love. The reason Paul wrote all of this, Bishop, is First because lady, can the I, atmosphere. Can I, can I just interject one thing before uh -huh. you keep coming? Okay. And that, that thing is this. We can't blow off, though. Because we only look at it for 15 minutes. That's true. We, this, this, this is a season for increased sensitivity and understanding mm -hmm. of the relationships that are important to us. Because if, 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 if a lady is holding on it for 15 years, or if the man is uh, getting rid of it after 15 minutes, maybe there needs to be some conversation and there's some meeting in the middle so that issues are properly resolved so that you can move on and create new plateaus and go to new levels in love, new levels in, in, in the marriage love, new levels in the family love. I believe God is calling us to slow down and to get back in touch with the sensitivities of the relationships that mean the most. Bishop, I lost my train of thought. Now you know we're getting older and you can't interrupt. We can't interrupt each other. We got to let each other finish our, our thoughts. But I will say this, though, Bishop, just to piggyback off of that. Then that simply means that after 15 minutes, sir, you can't be done. And, sister, that means after 15 years, you can't still be hanging on. You've got to find a way to deal with the situation up front right now, whenever it happens, whenever you calm yourself down so that you're not screaming and hollering at each other. You have to find a way to have that conversation. That's right. You have to find a way to talk it out. You have to find a way 
to get to the bottom of what happened, how it happened, why it happened, and how you can move on from it. And so I'll just piggyback off of that, Bishop, and just say, get it together, work on it, work it out so that you can get back to the love and get back on the other side of that thin line and not live on that other s on the other side of that line. And summing that up, that's called discovering truth. That's so true. And that's why the passage of scripture says love only rejoices whenever the truth Win. wins out. There's more truth than there is fairy tales and challenges in our relationships. That is so true, but we've got to work. Yes. Truth is just like a gold nugget. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to mine through uh, yards of dirt, but within the dirt mm -hmm. is gold yes. that makes the love the most valuable possession you can have. You know, Bishop, I, I think of the show that you and I watch um, every Friday night. It's called uh, Gold Rush. Boy, oh boy, this is a serious show. comes on the Discovery Channel. But they're mining for gold in, in the mountains in, in Alaska. And what they have to do in order to get to the gold, there's gold-rich land there. But in order to get to the gold, what they have to do is take out what they call overburden. And that dirt, that overburdened dirt has been lying mm. in some places for, for decades, for years, hundreds of years. And so they have to bring in the book, big bulldozers, Bishop. They have to bring in uh, uh, equipment. It's almost like they're building a factory out in the middle of Alaska. And what they have to do, some, sometimes they have to go down 50 feet to get the overburden. Sometimes they have to go down 100 feet. But once they get rid of all of that overburden, and then that next level of dirt where the gold lies, they call it pay dirt. Pay dirt. They call it pay dirt, Bishop. At this point in your relationships, right. get rid of all of the overburden. Get rid of all of the stuff that is that is that is drowning out the wealth in your relationship. Get rid of all of the things that's causing you to choke in life so that you can get down to where God wants you so that your pay day, your, that pay dirt, you can dig that gold out of your relationship. Right. Every relationship, Bishop, has gold in it. Has a gold la layer out of this world. Out of this world. And when, when, they, when they scoop the gold and they wash for it and then they go and they burn the gold and y'all know how the story goes. They burn all of the impurities. Sometimes your relationship is going to go through a burning. Sometimes your relationship is going to go through the struggle. But when they're done, when they put all of that gold together in those gold bars, it's and right now the price of gold is so high. Your relationship right now, the price of your family, the price of your relationship is the most important thing. Right. And so now you have got to tap into the love of God. And you've got to tap into the love of each other so that God can take you where he wants you. Which is why verse 7 sums it up. It yes. says, love never gives up, yes. never loses faith. Yes is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's what we want to say to you all today, that you must never give up on love. You must never say, I, I tried that last time, and we did this last time, and that don't work. There, There is a different anointing 
in the atmosphere and in the land right now for marriages and family and individuality to be the strongest that it's ever been. Sometimes God permits things to happen so that we can return back to our focus factor in life. And I believe that's what God is calling us for in those three important areas surrounded by love. Our marriage, Mm -hmm. our family, and each of us as individuals. So you can't give up. You can't say, I've done that before, and that didn't work. But you didn't do it with the anointing of God upon you. The anointing of God is in a place now where he's getting ready to illuminate love in the life of family, in the life of marriage, in the life of an individual. It says love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always Always hopeful. hopeful. Always. Always. What is hope? What is hopefulness? Expecting God's word to come fully alive and produce what it said it will produce any second now. I want to let somebody know there's a miracle in your family ready to happen right now. There's a miracle in your marriage getting ready to happen right now. There's a miracle with your children about to happen right now. There's a miracle in your finances that's ready to happen right now. There's a miracle in your career that's ready to happen right now. And the key to making sure that that miracle is ushered into the right place at the right time is for you to stand on the love of God. Yes, yes. And know that the Lord hadn't bought us this far to leave us. You know, Bishop, the last part of that verse, it says, and endures through every circumstance. And what Paul was saying, there is going to be circumstances in our lives. And don't let anyone make you think that because you have a challenge in a relationship or in your marriage, marriage cannot be perfect because humans, our humanity, we are not perfect. We're imperfect. The only thing perfect is God himself and his son, Jesus Christ. And so for someone to want you to behave in in perfection at all times, that is a form of abuse because a human, we cannot do everything right all the time. And so we have to learn how to endure each other's imperfections sometimes. And love will help you endure each other's perfection. And sometimes when you look at the imperfections that causes the biggest arguments in a relationship, Bishop, you're slow taking out the garbage, you leave your socks all over the house, um, you, you don't help with the kids, and, 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 and you don't go to the grocery store. It's things that can be easily fixed. But if you're not careful, the enemy will make you think that this is the worst person in the world for you. And there is someone else out there better who's going to do everything that you want done. Or your children are the worst children. Are the worst children in the world to to you. They will make you think that, that you don't know where these kids came from. And you wish you never had them. Don't talk to your children like that and tell them that I wish I never had you or or you were a mistake. God does not create mistakes. And we were all created in his likeness and and in his image. The timing might not have been what you thought it should have been, but God knew exactly what he was doing when he brought your children into this world. And even with our children, look, 
we're used to dropping them off at school at 8 o'clock in the morning. We don't see them. And they <laughs> at school, they're running, bumping, jumping, recessing, uh, seeing their, uh, their, their, their classmates. So now they're uh, uh, bound up at home with you. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's easily conceivable to think that they're going to do some extra bumping. They're going to do some <laughs> extra this and some extra that. Don't turn on your kids because they don't understand. And I want to say something to somebody. You can either prepare your children for a dynamic future by loving them, or you can bruise them so bad until their future becomes a repeat of the abuse that you've given them. Jesus. And they will become an adult, and they will have children, mm -hmm. and they will abuse their children. The cycle will continue. It's time for the generational curse of children abuse to be destroyed. Yes, it is. In this season, First Lady, that's why that word says endures through every service. That word endures means when it gets tight, I'm not going anywhere. Endures means I'm going to settle myself and I'm going to fight this emotion Say to be. Again, Bishop. Endures says I'm going to settle myself settle and I'm going to fight this temptation to be mean and evil and 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 and, and, and verbally abusive. Endure says I love you more than the pain that I'm feeling. Endure means my love is eternal. But the pain is temporary, Jesus. and I will not allow the temporary to define my eternal because God said for better or for worse, yes. for richer or for poor, yes. and for better or for worse is the part that you have to deal with. To deal so with. I'm going to say it again. Your marriage has great value. Yes, it does. Your family has great value. Your children has great value. Single right. mom, you and your children have great value to society don't don't worry about you being a single mom i know it gets hard yes i know it gets tough it's hard having having a spouse raising children it's hard it's difficult but i want to encourage you and let you know that you and your children you have value to society god loves you and god is going to take care of you you're not receiving child support, don't worry about it. Ask God to send the, send the, send the support that you need. My God shall supply, shall supply all, all your, your needs, needs according? according to his riches in glory. Not your baby daddy riches in glory. His riches in glory. If you begin to love on God, God is going to love on you and your children. And he will make a way out of no way for you. I've seen it done. I've heard many testimonies of it. I've, I've, I've had ladies that have, husbands have, uh, baby daddies have owed them tens of thousands of dollars in child support. Out of nowhere, God turned around and sent the money from somewhere else. God will go into somewhere else. He, he had the man find the tax money in the, in the mouth of a fish. Right. If God can cause someone to find money in the mouth of a fish, he can help you raise your babies and financially support your babies. So you hold on, my sister. You hold on to God's unchanging hand. And you watch God move in your life and watch God change the rules on your behalf. Don't you know Mary was a single mother? 
Don't you know Mary was, was pregnant before she got married? Don't let the devil make you think that you're, you've done something so wrong and so bad that you can't, that God can't bless you. God has set you up so that he can bless you, so that you and your children can be a testimony to society that God is and God can. And to my brothers out there, if you're in a situation where you can't love your children like you want to love them because circumstances have changed, maybe you made mistakes, you don't have to continue to live in those mistakes. If you have a pure, sincere conversation with God and tell God how you want to love your children. Tell God what you want to do. God will fix those, those things that are negative and those things that aren't positive and he'll turn it around. What you've got to do is not change the lady but change yourself through a relationship with God. Because if you try to change the lady or change the children, it will result in confrontation. But if you get on your knees, my brother, and mean God more than you've ever met him before in your life, I know God will change things and make things better. And so we want to begin to conclude and wind down because this is such a good conversation. Yes, yes, but verse is. number eight, first lady says, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, useless. but love. love will last forever. forever. And we want to encourage you and remind you that the love of God yes. will last forever. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the word of God. We welcome you to join us, our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.